0: This podcast is brought to you in part by Surewinder. Surewinder takes great pride in producing high-quality tools that keep you safe and make your life easier. Let them shoulder the burden of winding your springs with a power drill. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.com. CO, that's Garage Door Co. Hey, Jeremy, how are you today?
1: I'm good, Ryan. How
0: are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh so for those of you guys uh Jeremy I just met Jeremy recently uh while getting onboarded with CloPay. Uh they brought to my attention that they have a cloPayparts.com website and um I had the opportunity to meet with um with Jeremy and was really impressed with him uh and the site being a tech guy and someone who builds websites uh, you could tell there was a lot of forethought and some good code, um, here. So, uh, Jeremy, tell me a little bit about the, how Clopay Parts got started and, and, um, what's your role?
1: Yeah. So, uh, my role is, um, director of parts business for Clopay. So, uh, I've got the responsibility for, uh, parts sales, uh, globally through the company. So, um, through that new, the new website that we've established, and then also uh, through our DCs and our plant directs as well. So um, the good thing about that obviously is that having uh, responsibility for all means you kind of keep the, obviously the full picture um, in mind at all times. So we're not doing things, you know, that affect one group negatively and things like that. But um, it's gone really well. Um, Steve Lynch came to me uh, a couple years ago and asked if I would be interested in, in starting up a parts program for them. Uh, obviously, Clopay and all the major manufacturers, uh, they, they they dabble in parts. Um, but, uh, you know, if you don't have someone who is uh, full-time focused on parts with a strategy and that kind of thing, it's um, – you know, it never never really goes as well as it could, and they were kind of in that boat where you know they sold parts, they had parts, but didn't really have someone providing strategic direction and pricing and uh, all of those kind of things. So they asked if I would be interested in in starting that up for them, and uh, honestly, I I jumped at the chance. I Cope's a great company. I've always you know wanted to work there, just mostly because of Steve and his leadership and and the culture at the company, but. Um, coming in starting a program from scratch uh, putting my own stamp on it and that kind of thing I, I thought that was a really exciting thing so it's been uh, been a lot of fun
0: so you must have some sort of entrepreneurial spirit uh, in order to want to come in and start something like that uh
1: yeah I mean I've I've always kind of been that way um, you know honestly I thought years ago I thought I would uh, I would end up uh, buying a, a dealership somewhere and, and, and having my own business. But, um, the way that it's worked out and in, in, in the career path that I've been on, it's, um, it's really been a lot of fun for me. And, you know, the, the parts business inside of a major door manufacturer is somewhat like its own business. I truly, I'm, I'm separated. I've got my own business, my own, uh, model, and we really kind of run it like a separate business. So I think that kind of feeds that Um, that drive for that entrepreneurial, um, I I don't know what you want to call it. The, um, the desire to, to want to run your own business and that kind of thing. Um, that really kind of does it for me because it really is its own separate business with its own model and its own go-to-market strategy and all those kind of things.
0: So one of my favorite things in in being a, a, a tech nerd myself and building websites and coming from software, But also being a door guy is bumping into people with a similar passion of technology and advancement and innovation, uh, but also a passion for the door industry. So when you and I jumped on the call uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was like two weeks ago, I'm not sure. um, It it was an interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it. Uh, One of the very interesting parts about that conversation is um, I felt like you did a good job listening I, I, uh, I later went on and, um, one of the products that we sell, uh, and, and I had told you that I really liked, um, you later, it, I was on there just looking, uh, probably a week later and it's on there now, uh, the white powder coated narrow, uh, operator bracket. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Th- that's really cool. I mean, to be able to talk to somebody and, and, uh, and say, Hey, I really like this. and, and, you know, not even like, uh, really push. I I didn't tell you to add it or, or anything that like you just went out and did it. Um, I think you guys are hungry to get as many parts, good parts on your site as possible. Um, do you make all the decisions for what parts go on?
1: Uh, for the most part, um, you know, in our parts program, we're not, um, we're not coming at that from a perspective of a door manufacturer we're not, Uh, putting things on our parts website that say this is specifically for a clopé door. Uh, If we were to do that, obviously there's a lot that's uh, involved in that and going through engineering and all through our systems and those kind of things. Uh, But the items that we carry on the parts website, um, similar to that door or that bracket, if it's a, uh, if it's an item that's sold in the industry, uh, tried and true, and, and, and we're not specifically saying, you know, this is rated for this specific clope model door and that kind of thing. Uh, We've got, uh, we've got a lot of discretion to, to add those, those items to the site as, as, as we see the need from our customers. So um, yeah, there's a lot of flexibility there in terms of that. And um, you know, we even have some items that um, you know, maybe we already have an item that's specifically made for a clope door. And because of our, restrictions or or, or whatever goes into the engineering for that model. Uh, you know, we may even want to add something very similar, but maybe at a lower price point or something that's more prevalent in the industry sold by some of the other parts guys that isn't specifically for uh, a clope door. So we may have, you know, two items, uh, for the same thing. We obviously want to offer, uh, any part that's specifically, uh, rated for a clope door, but we also want to offer, uh, items that that our customers may be buying from other places that um, that aren't that specific part just a very similar part so uh, yeah we've got a lot of uh, a lot of flexibility there as far as adding those kinds of items we have parts on the website for other manufacturers doors and things like that just because we you know our our goal is to be a one-stop shop for parts just like everybody else obviously that um, that's always the goal that whatever your customers need, you've got it and and you have it available and, and available to ship when they need it. So, um, that's, that's really the goal with the program.
0: Yeah. So I know what our audience is thinking because I get in a lot of conversations. I'm a big fan of parts, uh, in general, but, um, do you guys have plans to sell direct to consumers or is this strictly a direct to dealer?
1: Uh, so that's actually kind of a complicated question, not complicated in its initial answer. The, the short answer there is no. Uh, Clopay will never um, sell direct to end consumers, homeowners, things like that. Um, that comes right from the top from, from, from our president. Uh, I know there's, there's some other manufacturers that kind of do that kind of thing and, and cut out their dealers, but dealers really are the lifeblood of our business. Um, they're all, that's really important to us. Our mission statement as a company is to partner with our dealers and to help them succeed, obviously, because if they succeed in the marketplace, we succeed. So really our entire company and and every, every single meeting we have with our president at some point, he's going to work that in there that, um, that our mission statement is to, is to partner with our dealers and to help them succeed. And that's really what you know, what Clopay is all about, because that's in the best interest for Clopay long term. It's in the best interest for our customers and anything that we can do to help them succeed. um, That's, that's the plan. So uh, the reason I said it's a little bit of a complicated answer is um, there are technologies that are emerging uh, that you're obviously very familiar with, um, but have a uh, functionality built into them. So you've got the B2B aspect, which is obviously me selling to you on the website. Right. There's also B uh, 2 B2C involved in that same chain. So it's actually B2B2C. So what we have the ability to do in the future is to have a, a homeowner. Let's just say a, a homeowner comes into say Clope's website and they're looking for parts. They're a do it yourself where they want to buy the parts from Clope what we could then do is route them to one of our that we've set up for them or that, um, you know, they set up for themselves. We route them to that customer, that customer buys it. The order comes in through our system and gets fulfilled. So, I mean, there are ways to that, but it always, always, always goes through the dealer. It'll never be us selling direct to, to them. That's I got you that's not ever going to be in our, in our, in our model.
0: So you cut out there for a second, but I believe, I believe what you said uh, right when you cut out was that you guys were, did you say you guys are willing to kind of help build a website for the dealer to sell parts uh, through your channel as a drop ship solution?
1: Uh, Yes, that is exactly what I said. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize I was cutting out, but you're fine. Yeah. there's, there's, There's new technologies out there that, that enable that. Um, but the main, the main point of that is, you know, it's an, it's another opportunity for our customers to make money and satisfy a demand from the marketplace, but it always, always, always goes through the dealer. We will never, we have no intentions to ever do anything direct to the, to the end consumers.
0: So that's an interesting thing. You know, uh, you and I spoke briefly about this and I shut my, my parts store down just recently, um, Probably a little bit because just being a little overwhelmed and, and uh, d- dealing with the move and the growth of uh, my door company and my marketing company. And um, it was just taking up a little bit of time, but the potential is huge. Uh, we were tracking to do over a quarter million dollars this year. I was spending $500 a month in advertising and that was all uh, either local or people finding us, Uh, I I, I was drop shipping garage doors uh, all over the country uh, for people willing to pay uh, for the shipping. And um, and so if you can automate it, I mean, this could be this could be big for a lot of dealers driving additional streams of income, uh, where I found the challenge being uh, all the questions. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. have the parts up there, but customers aren't. 100% hundred percent sure that this is the part they need. Um, so I think part of that could be done where, where we may have failed on the website that we built originally was maybe we didn't have enough details adi- like additional photos, uh, better description and maybe even like a video of us talking about the part and and the cap- the compatibility of, of you know what it's replacing and what what models it goes on and things like that. Um, I think if you take the time to do that, which is a lot, um yeah I think yep. you can really eliminate or drastically reduce the amount of inbound phone calls um or have like a chat functionality on there I thought about taking um like garage door guys who have been in the industry forever and you know their shoulders are are jacked and their back is hurting and knees are hurting and and they just don't want to be in the field anymore but they got all this knowledge in their head uh mm-hmm. you know I I think it would be great to have them, you know, sit around and take phone calls and and maybe chats um, if they can handle the chat messages and answer questions and and help people find the right parts for what they're looking for. Um, You know, maybe it's not a a huge compensation, but it's, you know, you'll make decent money and selling parts. And, um, and, you know, I think that component, if I were to really push it, I've got no doubt in my mind I could have grown that side of the business to a 2 million plus a year, uh, revenue. Yeah. Um,
1: absolutely. That's a great way to, you know, obviously to, to, to put their skills to use and, and, and provide uh, meaningful income to them, but also to, you know, to have that knowledge available to, to answer these questions. I mean, the, the nature of this business is uh, a homeowner who's not a garage door guy that, you know, he thinks he, he, you know, has enough knowledge to, to, to repair the door, do whatever he's going to do. So, um, you know, that type of business, it's never going to come through your dealership anyway, unless maybe they try it and they screw it up and then they call you to come out and do a service call. But just by nature of the business, it's somebody that's looking for pieces and parts that wants to do the work themselves, but they don't have, you know, all the knowledge that they would need to, to, to obviously make sure that they get the right parts the first time. So having that, um, that knowledge to be able to say, you know, Hey, you can do that. But you know, if you, you know, if you change both those extension springs at the same time, you'll save yourself the door walking and all this, you know, you know, they can kind of provide that information and, um, you know, have somebody upgrade springs. If their springs are lasting only, you know, five years or whatever the case is, um, that kind of knowledge really is invaluable to get them the right parts and to help them make the right decision
0: as well. Yeah. And one of the things we bumped into when we started shipping doors was you got certain restrictions in certain, uh, states with sales tax. And, uh, like I've heard that there's even states where you, you, are not supposed to sell torsion springs to the public, uh, to liability. I don't know how true that is. Um, but I mean, all of that. And then that I invested into a, a really good attorney and, uh, she drew up a, like a, disclaimer for me that during the checkout process uh it basically said that we can't be held liable like if you're making this purchase you're agreeing to the terms and service and part of that terms and service is that you're knowledgeable you have the right tools to get the job done safely and you know how to complete the job in, in a safe manner um yeah. and so uh essentially letting us off the hook and and i think you know Anybody listening to this that's kind of curious about the legal side, you know, neither one of us are are attorneys, uh, Jeremy or myself. And so I would recommend uh, get with your get with your attorney, um, find out about your local state and then uh, maybe have your attorney do some research on on the other states and uh, make sure that you're set up properly before you do this. But I definitely think there's liability involved because, I mean, garage doors can be dangerous, but if you protect yourself, right. It's not that you won't get sued. It's just that it probably won't last very long. Um, so you quite possibly could, could be experiencing, um, you know, some lawsuits and extra time in the courtroom. But if you have a good disclaimer, uh, I, I would say that, uh, you should do very well with that. And it, it shouldn't eat up too yep. much of your time.
1: Yeah. Somebody can sue for anything. So, you know, the potential is always there for that, but there is a lot of precedent for, Do-it-yourself items. Uh, There's a lot of precedent that says you know it's a dangerous item, but that doesn't mean you can sue somebody if you get hurt. You knowingly take that risk, and unless uh, the manufacturer or the distributor did something to make it more dangerous than it should have been, you know, if you if you get a circular saw, you know that thing can cut you. And just because it can cut you doesn't mean you can sue the manufacturer because it cut you. Um, they just have to make sure that it's, uh, normal working order, that it's, that it's manufactured the right way and, and, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, you, of course, if I take a circular saw and cut my arm off, I can sue the manufacturer, but that lawsuit's not going to last very long unless, um, you know, their, their, their equipment was unsafe. So just because it can hurt you doesn't necessarily mean you can ever win a lawsuit for that kind of thing. Um, and, and with most of our pieces and parts there, there really isn't a way that we could make them more dangerous to an installer. Right. Um, you know, a torsion spring cables, things like that. Um, so yeah, the disclaimer is, 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 what you would really need, but obviously I'm not a lawyer, so I don't, uh, don't ever want to get involved in, in what our, our, our customers could or couldn't see on the, on the legal side. But, yeah. um, there's a lot of precedent there for, uh, do it yourself tools and, and things like that. So,
0: and to just uh, piggyback on what you were saying, I mean, everybody probably remembers, at least the older folks, because um, this happened in 1992. If you guys remember the uh, the McDonald's coffee uh, case, mm-hmm. 79-year-old lady um, uh, got coffee through the drive-thru and spilled it in her lap and sued and was awarded $3 million in punitive damages, uh, n- mm-hmm. not because the coffee was hot, but apparently, because it was dangerously hot, is what the terminology. It was says hotter about. than it should have been. That right. was the
1: key point of the of exactly. the lawsuit. Yeah, I remember so that.
0: To piggyback on exactly what you just said, um, you know, it, I think it's very difficult for us to make the parts uh, more dangerous. But again, uh, for the listeners out there, d- don't don't take this as as legal advice. Take this as entertainment and um, and seek your own legal advice and get the information that you're looking for. But I genuinely believe as a door dealer, you got to diversify. It's really hard, especially if you're doing residential doors. I mean, my, one of the main reasons why I started the parts business was because I needed recurring revenue. I needed something where even though we were kind of starting at zero, it was kind of like passive income because I, I stuck a website out there. I did a little bit of marketing and people would buy stuff. Um, you know, I didn't have to staff people to go out and do it. And the insurance was cheap and you know, it, it was just uh, it was just something that I was kind of trying to see if it worked, and I proved it, uh, but I didn't prove it fully to the extent that I wanted to. Uh, but I'm really intrigued. Uh, I even told my staff that I don't want to shut it down completely yet until after I get to know you a little better and um, some of the integrations we might be able to do. And <coughs> so I don't want to lose our audience here because most of our guys are are you know, garage door techs and owners. But I do have a few questions um, regarding your BBC, uh, functionality, your, your drop ship. So, um, Mm uh, are you guys providing like an open API, um, or how are you guys willing to work with companies like mine, uh, who might build on a platform like, uh, Magento or, um, Squarespace or uh, Shopify?
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. So, uh, the way that our system works, um, so we we're in the system, we're the manufacturer. We assign somebody, so we have a product catalog in our platform. We assign somebody a distributor, and then we can take some all or you know just a portion of those items, uh, whatever they decide. And when we make them a distributor in the platform, then they can put out a catalog. and this all flows seamlessly through uh, through the tool. And what they would do then is they would link that to a website. So if you already have a website, you can just put an e-commerce plugin that takes you to that catalog. If you don't have a website, you can build one. Uh, there are many templates in there that you can use to build it. Um, and then you can also obviously have uh, have the team custom build you a website if you want to, um, you know, if you're a little bit more advanced and you want something that's that's really top tier. Uh, you can do that as well. But um, so how it works then is you've got this e-commerce site, be it a, a plugin or, or the templatized website, uh, homeowner finds your site and either through organic uh, uh, SEO into, into your main website, or uh, you know, if we direct them from the CloPay website, if they come into our website and say, I'm looking to buy parts online, we direct them to somebody who's got an e-commerce website And so the traffic comes into your site, they buy the parts. Uh, The only thing really that we need um, the dealer to to do is to help us with their payment integration. So, uh, you know, whether they use Chase or or PayPal or whatever they use, um, we integrate into that. So the customer comes in, places an order, they get paid the order, then you can set it up two ways. You can set it up to fill from your stock, but for the purposes of this type of business, I think most of our customers will ultimately just have the order route back through us. So um, they place that order, it, it, then the B2B portion takes over. You order it from us, we ship it out to the customer, and you know on the back end, it can really kind of integrate. So some of our customers don't have Magento or any kind of uh, operating system like that. So it can happen really as advanced or as, as, um, in advanced as, as, as you want it to be. So, you know, we can integrate back into your backend system, be it Magento or Oracle or anything like that. Or literally we can just send you an email and say, this order was placed this, you know, and here's what happened. So it doesn't have to integrate back into an advanced system. Um, it can be, it can be as complicated as you want it to be. And um, you know, if we if you if you want it to integrate back into your systems, that can certainly be done, but it doesn't have to be.
0: Okay. So you're saying to me that if I were to take an order, I could just email you guys. I'm sure there's like a customer service or a shared inbox, uh, our order and where we want it drop shipped at, and you guys would just pick it up and take it from there.
1: Uh, You could do it that way. Typically, you would not. Typically, what would happen is because it's being purchased on that e-commerce platform, you would set up the what happens next at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, you could set it up to come to you, and then you could handle it, either fill it from your stock or send it to me. Or, uh, in, in the most case, you'd send that to automatically route back through us. So, when they place the order, we get it and ship it out. You don't have to do anything. It all comes through seamlessly. You'll get updates, you'll get an email that, you know, this order has processed and that kind of thing. And then obviously you'll get uh, notification from the payment processor that, uh, that the payment has gone through in, in advance of that. But, um, yeah, you, you can actually set it up in the, in the design portion that, um, that the order comes back to us and we just get the order and fill it and ship it out right away.
0: Okay. I'm going through the purchase process just to see, and you could probably answer this, so if I'm gonna buy something, if I want it drop shipped, um, is there on a, the B2B site? Yeah, um,
1: ClopayParts.com. Correct. Yeah.
0: So would I would I do that through the regular checkout yeah. process? Or you,
1: you, you certainly can. Yeah, you certainly can in the checkout process. Obviously, when you get to that to the shipping screen, you choose your shipping method: uh, UPS, LTL, Clopay truck, ship to a DC, whatever you're. Uh, method of shipping is there. So for something like this, you would choose UPS and then it has your existing shipping address and the next little radio dial button just beneath that says alternate. alternate. Shipping. Yep. Yeah. So when you click on alternate shipping address, you just put in the customer's information. We ship it there. There's no charge for that.
0: Okay. And as far as like shipping costs are, are involved, like if I'm building a site, um, would you guys integrate in with that or, uh, how would we kind of know? We do, yeah. Okay.
1: All the major, yeah. No, it's a great question. All the major uh, shippers, FedEx, UPS, uh, even the LTL companies, they all have uh, APIs that are already out there that we can link into to pull in uh, that shipping information. Um, for your own information on the B two B site, when we ship UPS to somebody, uh, we've got pretty su- or substantial discounts with uh, with UPS. So we ship all of our small parcel UPS. Uh, we don't make any money on that whatever they charge us we charge you uh, so we're not we're not trying to make money on freight so uh, you know typically that that number's kept kept pretty low
0: Somer is a European based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte North Carolina serving more than 90 countries worldwide with our 40 years of experience Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market Combining German engineering and manufacturing, SOMER uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, SOMER has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed SOMER to create the most versatile operator on the market, Featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on SOMER operators, visit SOMER-USA.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R-USA.com. Or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. It's no secret that I bring on advertisers of products that I use and love. I love it when I sign up for a service and feel good about it before, during, and after. Service Titan has made our customer experience significantly better. We use automated messages to go out to our customers to streamline communication. Our customers love the fact that they can text in and we know who they are by name. All communication between our customers via call text is attached to their customer account so text can review it prior to arriving to a job. I love the campaign source report. It tells me which marketing campaigns are working. My favorite feature is the new marketing feature that allows me to set up drip campaigns and email our customers based on what they bought or didn't buy from us. Check out service Titan at ServiceTitan.com forward slash torsion for your free demo. Uh,
1: even the LTL companies, they all have uh, APIs that are already out there that we can link into to pull in uh, that shipping information. Um, for your own information, on the B two B site, when we ship UPS to somebody, uh, we've got pretty su- or substantial discounts with uh, with UPS. So we ship all of our small parcels UPS. Uh, we don't make any money on that. Whatever they charge us, we charge you. Uh, so we're not we're not trying to make money on freight. So uh, you know, typically that that number's kept kept pretty low.
0: Cool. Well, I mean, good job. I, I guess. If I'm listening to this podcast, I'm thinking uh, that you're probably not going to be competitive if I'm buying like one Z, two Z parts. Uh, but that's not the case. Can you share with me a little bit, an audience, a little bit about your strategy on pricing and um, and what y'all's sure. philosophy is?
1: Yeah. Um, so the the cool thing about this was and we mentioned it before being able to start it up from scratch with a little bit of foresight. I've been in the industry since high school and uh, you know, worked for a door dealer. So I've kind of seen all the different aspects. I, I, I was a dealer and a service guy uh, in college and then went to work for one of my suppliers after college. And so I've kind of seen all the different aspects. So I, f- I feel like for me, I had a, an interesting uh, knowledge base to kind of work off there, but uh, we certainly set it up with foresight understanding uh, what we would, um, what we would want to have. So, um, really the way that it, um, the way that everything flows through, um, is, is, it was kind of, it was done with intent and, and I believe it works really well for, for what we, uh, wanted to accomplish the pricing. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's, it, it's, market pricing, um, uh, similar to, to what you're used to getting. We didn't want to reinvent the wheel there. And, you know, we didn't want to tell our customers, yeah, we know you, you're buying it like that and you like to buy it like that, but here's how we do it. Um, that's never something that we want to say to our customers Our our real philosophy in the thing is that we want to do business with our customers the way that they want to do business with us. So we set it up to be flexible enough that we could do that. So, um, everything that we have in the site is market price. So we go out, we, you know, we do a lot of research. We get a lot of information from our customers about uh, what they're paying from various places and things like that. And we did a lot of research and spent a lot of time, setting up our pricing to make sure that we would be competitive with anybody. Obviously with, you know, CloPay's size and buying power things like that, um, you know, we've got the ability to, uh, to do that. So it's just one of those things that has to be done with intent and foresight and strategy that you understand the market and where you need to be priced. Because, you know, from my perspective, I travel the country a lot. I see a lot of customers. Every single dealer that I walk into, when I go into his office to sit down, he's got three parts catalogs sitting on his on his bookcase, right? So if you're not in line with the market, you' you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because uh, the, the, the market is it, it's out there. They know what it is. They know what they should be paying for these items and um, doing the work ahead of time. Uh, on the front end to make sure that you're in line with the market is um, is something that we took pretty seriously and and, and we've had uh, really good results with that. I mean most most everybody that comes in tells us that our pricing is right in line. same. I mean, you just went through this yourself, right? So um, you go in and, and and poke around there and you see the pricing and it's um, like I said, it was it was done with a lot of foresight and research. and uh, obviously we we always intend to um, to be in line with market pricing.
0: So uh, just for comparison purposes, uh, Jeremy and I had spoke and um, we talked a little bit about where I'm at on some uh, parts that I I buy and uh, I'm right in line. And the cool thing about it is uh, I think I called you Josh. Josh is my general manager. So uh, Jeremy and I were talking. And so um, I can order one part or I can order a bunch of parts. Uh, But for me, I don't like stocking a lot of things. Uh, it's money sitting on shelves, it's not earning me anything, probably depreciating every day that it's sitting there. Um, And I I hate the fact that I have to spend five grand on springs to get the price point that I want. So um, this is a game changer for me, because I'm already getting clopay shipments uh, from buying direct. And so I'm doing a shared shipping cost also. Um, So for me, I'm, I'm feeling like You know, I got to sit down and run the numbers, but I feel like I'm going to be saving a lot of money um, in the grand scheme of things because I'm not going to have stuff sitting on shelves that I had to buy in bulk that I'm not going to use, you know, maybe I'll finish using it in three months, six months, or even a year. Uh, But, you know, if I just need a a weird size spring, I can throw it on the next shipment. Um, And that's, uh, that's something I don't think anybody else offers that I'm aware of.
1: Yeah, uh, one of the things that we did obviously is is when we when we went back to our internal teams, we said that you know here's how we want the pricing set up, but we also want the ability to do this and this and this. So we we built in a lot of flexibility with that because you know our 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 customer base is different regionally. You know there's there's this territory around Ohio, Indiana, Michigan that you know they're used to doing things a certain way because there's a lot of parts guys and door guys uh, based out of this area and then you get further away and they do things a little differently and they like to buy a little differently and those kind of things. So what we really wanted to be able to do was to, uh, to have the flexibility in our pricing that, uh, again, however you want to do business with us is is how we want to do business with you. So if you're, if you're buying a certain way, we want to make sure that you can optimize everything, uh, in in continuing to buy that way. If that's how you want to do it, obviously, especially with our client direct customers, we love it. If they, um, place smaller orders, put them on the truck and, you know, they've got a truck coming every week kind of thing. Um, put what you need on that truck and, and you, and you have um, a lot better cash flow and a lot more terms on your material that you are stocking. So, I mean, that works out best for everybody, but not everybody wants to do it that way. So we do have the flexibility to change that pricing, um, based on how you, how you like to do business and that kind of thing. So it's, um, it's a little bit of work to manage, but it's, it's certainly well worth it because, you know, we're not going out there, reinventing the wheel set, telling our customers, you know, here's how you have to do it with us. It's more, how do you like to do it? What's, what works better for you? And then, you know, we can kind of tailor, uh, whatever we need to, to, to accommodate that. So it's, it's, it's been working out really well for us.
0: And I think if you keep that mentality, it'll probably continue to work out for you because, um, You know, that doesn't scale uh, for companies, I think, that just do parts. So, that's going to make you different, and I think it's going to attract a lot of business your way. So, um, you know, I like finding certain things like that out about companies. And and in my opinion, I didn't really know anything. I had heard, and I think I got like a newsletter from my local D.C. Mm -hmm. uh, about selling parts through And I think you guys have always had like a little parts section, but – You know, really started putting some focus behind it and and I think launched a new website. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. But um, recently, you know, I started just seeing seeing things about it. And so um, I think when you're a business owner and you're going a million miles an hour and and you see stuff like that, you're like, oh, cool. Um, But the reason for this podcast is I like to take a little bit of a deep dive into things like that that might be able to help the industry and help you guys uh, grow your business and so I yep. think a lot of people are going to get, um, get intrigued and interested from, from hearing this. Um, the website by the way is, uh, clopayparts.com. Uh, I normally access it through my dealer portal and, uh, it's extremely well built and, and just really easy to find your parts. They have a search functionality. Uh, they also have like a catalog where you can do by category. Um, just, I mean, I don't know that you could make it any more simple, um, also, uh, I, I, have been kicking around the idea of selling my parts business. Uh, so if anybody listening to this has any interest in buying that from me, uh, let me know, we can get that back up and running pretty quickly. And, um, it was generating quite a bit of sales, uh, nationwide. So, uh, if you guys have any interest in that, you can hit me up. Um, uh, is there anything that we haven't covered about clopayparts.com or just parts in general <coughs> from clopay, uh, that you think would be valuable?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you mentioning the uh, the website and, and, and your thoughts on it. Um, I, I literally, I can't help but smile when you say that because you know, there, there's, there's a ton of bells and whistles that you can put on websites today. And to me, you know, when we were building the website that, those things were clutter. They were distracting. When I, uh, when I look at a page on a website, I want to know exactly what I'm there for and what I'm supposed to do. So the direction when we were building the website was uh, we wanted it to be intuitive and we wanted it to be as efficient as possible. So intuitive meaning that the the website is set up in a way that uh, you can just, you don't have to be trained on it. You, you can just figure your way through it because it's simple. You, when you get on a page, you know what you're there for. And there's not a lot of things that pop up and, you know, crazy things on the side and, and that kind of stuff. We wanted it to be uh, uh, as, as as efficient as, as and intuitive as we could make it. So, um, you know, there may be some things, some functionalities that we add to it later. There will be for sure. Uh, we're constantly, I just added two new products to the website this morning. Um, so it's always expanding and growing, but we really want to keep that uh, just as, as efficient as possible and as simple as possible so that uh, when you're trying to order parts, you get in there um, and, and, and walk yourself through it. There's no training involved. And it's, it's very simple to find what you need and get it ordered. Um, so a lot of flexibility in it, but again, it's, it's also very simple, uh, as far as configuring springs, putting, or putting material on your truck, uh, finding parts that you need, everything has pictures and, uh, pricing structures, things like that. So you can very quickly get in there. If you're not sure, you can look at a picture. You can zoom in on the picture and see details and that kind of thing. Um, box quantities, all those kind of things, just make it easier to um, to use. So, and again, with our, you mentioned you get in through the Clopay dealer portal, all of that single sign-on. So, from all of our platforms, our IT team internally has done a fantastic job with trying to make it easy for customers to to na- navigate our different tools. So, it's all under the same. Uh, password. Um, uh, so if you get into the dealer portal, it just automatically will take you into the parks website. You don't have to put in different usernames and passwords and that kind of thing. And then, you know, the, a big thing about the website, it has a smartphone and a tablet version separately. So, uh, those are obviously optimized for those, um, for those devices. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I travel not so much right now, unfortunately, but, um, when I am on the road or I'm, I'll, I'll be up um, at the facility or at the corporate office, I get a text from a customer, I need something. I can literally just write from my phone, place an order, and, and have that, uh, that go through really easy. So um, a lot of good things with that website. We are um, pretty proud of where it's at today. We launched it about a year ago and uh, slowly kind of worked it into our business. But uh, the feedback uh, from everyone who's using it has been, has been really, really great. And, um, you know, they've made a lot of recommendations. We've added some things. we redesigned some things to make it uh, even more straightforward. So um, that's uh, that's gone really well for us. And hopefully, we'll obviously keep adding things to it and, and new functionalities that'll that'll just make it uh, bigger and better in the future and and it'll be a really nice uh, useful tool for our customers.
0: Well, Jeremy, you're awesome, uh, very smart, and obviously, a lot of thought has gone into the site and the simplicity of it, uh, allowing us to get in and get what we need and get out, which I think is exactly, you hit the the nail on the head. We, we just, we don't need all the craziness. Just let me get to the parts I need, buy them and check out and then get a, you know, a shipping confirmation and I'm good. Uh, so good job on that. Um, my first, I was hoping to, uh, to, to see the first, uh, clope truck with all my parts on it uh today this morning but uh he he had called in um and i think he got in an accident um so oh no, uh, i think he got hit it's atlanta traffic man you gotta be careful um so yeah he seems to be okay and still able to come uh but was a little bit delayed so i wasn't able to see it uh, but i'm headed over uh to the warehouse uh as soon as we get done with this well,
1: you know, you, you'll be happy when you do. Um, you know, we do things a little differently, even even through our co trucks. So when you order through parts, <clears throat> we, um, because the materials are going on our trucks, we want our customers to be able to very quickly and easily identify, that's my parts order. So when you see it, all of your parts will be uh, bundled and palletized together. They're all wrapped in a special blue stretch wrap. So literally when you open the door to the truck, you'll be able to identify that's my parts order right there. It's a big pallet. It's got, um, it's got stretch wrap, blue stretch wrap all the way around it. So it's really quick and easy to identify and all the items are together. So, uh, hopefully that's the experience that you had. <laughs> I hope the, uh, the accident wasn't too bad and that everything shows up. Okay. But, um, typically when you get in there and you see the order, you'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean as far as having, having all those materials together in a special color stretch wrap so that you can really easily identify that. And, uh, and and get everything that you need um, taken off at the same time and that kind of thing. So we really tried to simplify that process for our customers as well. So hopefully that's what you see when the truck comes up as long as, uh, as long as everything's okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I think uh, it sounds like the driver was fine. Uh, It doesn't sound like it was actually too bad. They were just waiting on the police and he had called in, at least he had the forethought to call in and tell us that he was going to be running a little late. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm headed over there to check it out. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for your time, Jeremy. And um, not only on this, but the time you spent uh, with me earlier on the call, walking through the parts stuff. And um, I, I, uh, I'm, still, I'm still trying to decide what I want to do with my parts thing. Um, I think the uh, – I was definitely convinced we were going to get rid of it. But talking to you these last two times, if I can figure out a way to dramatically reduce the amount of phone calls – uh, which would just be quite a bit of effort to build out the site, which is fine. Um, I would love to automate a lot of that stuff and maybe even use like an AI chat functionality to answer a lot of these questions um, since I'm such a tech yep. nerd. Uh, and
1: I think we have a meeting scheduled for that next month, but uh, I really think we can help you with that as far as streamlining streamlining all the back end uh, uh, for the supply chain. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can uh, get that figured out because obviously having that up and running, that's, a significant opportunity for you to uh, uh, to do really good on the revenue side without um, without uh, tying up any cash flow and that kind of thing so yeah it would be uh, it'd be good if we can uh, if we can get that up and running for you and figure out the back end and streamline that
0: I love business models where the risk is low and the potential is high you don't come across those very often that's why I think the drop shipping has yeah. been so big for these young kids uh, you know they they realize the opportunity. Um, and it doesn't take a lot to get started. So, uh, I appreciate that. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk some more on it. Uh, guys, if you're not in the parts game, I understand, um, there's a lot to it and it can bog you down, but I strongly recommend just processing that because we start over every single month in the door business at zero and having something that can kind of bring you some passive income and that you don't have to put a lot of effort into, if you do good SEO, people are going to find the site looking for the parts. Um, I didn't do a ton of SEO on my site and I still was getting a lot of orders. As I mentioned before, we were tracking to do over a quarter million dollars this year on $500 month budget. And um, it was working really well. If I could just cut down on the phone calls and I know the process, you'll figure it out. Uh, Check with your attorney. Obviously nothing we said today is legal advice. It's strictly entertainment and educational purposes. And, um, Check with your attorney to make sure that all's good. What? Oh, yeah. We got quick hitters. Jeremy, before we cut you loose, yeah. I got questions mm-hmm. for you real quick. Okay. Um, Hang on one second. I'll have him here. These are my favorite part, and I forget it every week. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. So we got quick hitters. Quick hitters are just really fast questions. You just answer them really fast. What type of sure. door and motor do you have on your home?
1: Uh, lift mastery.
0: What about your door?
1: Uh, it is a, uh, clopé door. Well, I, I live in Troy, so it's, uh, convenience. Yeah. From the builder, I think.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, do you have, uh, Jordan or Kobe for all time greatest? Oh
1: man, you can't, you can't, can't go away from Jordan, but I love Kobe.
0: Yeah. I understand.
1: So I'm going to head, I'm going to hedge on that one. I, uh, don't make me pick. <laughs>
0: So, so you're you're near where Kobe grew up right not too far
1: uh he was yeah he grew up in uh, in philly right so I mean right. we're I don't know eight hours from there but uh yeah I've always always been a Kobe fan all
0: right so there's nothing
1: uh, nothing you could do to that work ethic yeah you can do anything with that kind of work ethic
0: for sure Tupac or biggie uh Tupac nobody has picked biggie not one person. All right, pizza with a fork or hands? Oh, hands. All right. Uh, favorite band? Favorite band? Um,
1: Rascal Flatts.
0: Okay, that's not a bad choice. Um, were you a good student or bad student in grade school?
1: Um, good student. All right. Uh, I played a lot of sports, so if we were bad students, we didn't get to you play. To play.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh that was not the case with me. I was a bad student and still got to play. But what was interesting is when I transferred to the new high school, you must have been better than me. <laughs> they they called me into the principal's office and the principal gives me this spiel about how I'm new and it wouldn't affect me much if they changed my schedule because they had an overflow. And when they tra- they gave me my schedule, five out of my six teachers were football coaches. I was like, Am I <laughs> reading into this right? So yeah, I basically slept. Yeah, you- so
1: uh, you you are a better you are a better athlete than me obviously, uh, but
0: uh, you were a much better student I bet <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. What uh, what instrument do you play? Any instruments?
1: Uh, you know, funny story. I actually uh, play the piano.
0: My son is six, and he's like a piano whiz. He started playing by mm. by ear at two years old. It was the craziest oh thing. Gosh. We'd be in the living room, and he'd start playing sounds from his TV shows. Um, at what age did you start?
1: Uh, I started in high school.
0: Okay. Um, so I was, uh, got a play? late,
1: uh, got a late start. I do. I do. I actually just bought uh, a, a new keyboard, uh, right around Christmas time this year. So they All had right. some really good deals on Amazon and, uh, I actually bought a nice, uh, nice keyboard this year.
0: Good for you. So, um, yeah. did Carol Baskin kill her husband <laughs> in your opinion? Uh, yeah. Okay. My opinion is the same. All right. Do you have a book that you recommend to uh, to uh, businesses or friends?
1: Uh, businesses, I, I like the book "Good to Great," uh, uh, and then uh, I think there was there, yeah, yeah, there was a sequel, sequel to that. Um, I believe it was "Great by Choice" was the was the sequel, but uh, both by Jim Collins and uh, both really good reads. Uh, we've we've had some really good uh, books. I, actually, at Clope, our management team, our executive team uh does a really good job when they when when they see good books come out and they um, and they learn from them, they do a good job uh, distributing them out. and They'll actually buy them for us and send them out. We uh, I remember Vic Weldon, our um, well he's now our um, COO. Uh, at the time he was our VP of manufacturing. He gave us a book called uh, Boys in the Boat, uh, which is about uh, an Olympic rowing team that faced a lot of adversity and came together and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's some, uh, there's some really good ones out there, but, uh, if I had to pick one, I'd say the, um, the strategies and that, that, uh, that are in good to great is, is really, you know, we talked about that with some of the website, but yep. you know, understanding your customers and what their, their needs are, even late needs that they may not even know they need, but you can solve a problem for a customer that they don't even know is a problem. Um, but just understanding your customers and doing things with foresight and setting yourself up for, um. For success in that way, uh, there's a lot of good, a uh, lot of good things to learn in those in those books.
0: I agree, good to great. I probably read it. I listen to books, so I don't technically read them. I listen to them, uh, but I believe uh, I've probably listened to that one about four or five times. Um, I when when we had the uh, you know COVID thing starting to break out, I, I kind of remembered that in good to great. It talked about how some businesses took a different approach than others during down markets. Um, and so I went back and started listening to it so I could uh, kind of freshen up on that. Yeah. And uh, it kind yeah. of changed my focus during this time.
1: It does. When things, when things get crazy, you know, parts, the parts business is always interesting when the economy uh, is, is suffering a little bit. People tend to uh, focus their, their, their minds on, on things like parts and that kind of thing. And yeah, so, I um, you know, you've got to be prepared for that and that kind of thing. But uh, there was another really good book. I was trying to think of the name of it and I just figured, I just remembered it's called Islands of Profit in a Sea of Red Ink. That's a great book if you haven't read it. Um, oh, one of our, uh, one of the guys that works for our company is actually our uh, director of business development or corporate development. Um, probably the most intelligent person I've ever met in my life, but, uh, he turned me onto that book a year or so ago. And it really is just about, you know, finding the profit levers that really drive your business and focusing on those and getting rid of the things that, 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 yes. that aren't necessary or that aren't producing profit for your company. So even in a smaller business, you know, there's a lot of things that we do every day that take our time and our energy and our focus. And if they're not making us money, we need to find a way to, offload those to someone else or to a service or whatever, and find the things that we can do, the profit levers that we can pull to really grow our business and maximize uh, the profit. So it's, um, it's a really great book. If you haven't read it,
0: I'm going to get it. I like it. And, and I'm it's going kind of a that.
1: hard read. I think the guy is an MIT professor. Uh, that <laughs> of wrote course it. He is. So it's, it's not, it's not the easiest read. And, and for me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, the MIT student. So, I mean, there were parts of that book that I had to go back and reread and really try to figure out, you know, what's he trying to tell me, but it's, it's so insightful and, uh, and it's, it's really, it's really written at a level that, um, you know, you can, you can definitely understand it if you own a business and that kind of thing, but it really shifts your focus to, you know, keeping the main things, the main things and understanding what's really going to drive your success.
0: Yeah. So I've mentioned, uh I was referred to the book Mastering the Rocker, Rockefeller 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 Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller. So I always try to put an r in there in the middle. Mastering the <laughs> Rockefeller Habits. Um have you read that? I have not. Man, what a good book. I'm like it's a very strategic like uh it breaks down like little things you should be doing. Um And, uh, that with like good to great is a great combination. Uh, but I just finished mastering the Rockefeller habits and started reading it again. But this time I'm doing it with a notepad and just taking notes. Uh, but what an excellent book. Um, and they've built, they've kind of, I think they've built like this, um, platform. This is what everybody's doing right now. I think, I think even Jim Collins is doing it, but they have like a, a team of people that you can hire and and they can come in and help you implement the strategies in the book and stuff. Um, but I I probably won't do that, but I really like the book. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. So, yeah, well, uh, I I was cutting it short earlier and thanks to Adrian for, uh, hitting me in the head, uh, and telling me that we got to do the, the, uh, the quick hitters because those are one of our favorite things to do. And I always forget, so um, I appreciate your time, Jeremy. Thank you for coming on, and it was fun interviewing Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, we'll uh, I'll be in touch with you shortly to talk about the part stuff.
1: Sounds great. All
0: right, man. Have a good day. All
1: right, you too. Thanks, Ryan. Bye.